In his almost four-decade-long military career, retired General David Petraeus faced plenty of insurgencies, mainly Iraq and Afghanistan. What do his insights from an extraordinary career tell us about this new war between Israel and Hamas? David Petraeus joins me now alongside the historian Andrew Roberts. The two are co-authors of the new book, Conflict, The Evolution of Warfare from 1945 to Ukraine. Andrew is, of course, now Baron Roberts of Belgravia, having been elevated to the peerage. Uh, Dave, let me start with you. Um, this issue of destroying Hamas, is that a realistic goal? I think it is a realistic goal, but it's going to be exceedingly difficult. Uh, we've seen how long it takes to clear cities roughly the size of Gaza City, nine months for the Iraqi security forces to clear the Islamic State out of Mosul, as an example, with our assistance, IDF much better much more capable, but still it's going to be very, very tough. And how they do it is very important. Uh, again, we had a question on the wall always, will this operation take more bad guys off the street than it creates by its conduct? And you've got to be careful that the answer to that uh, is going to be yes. And there has to also be a vision for the future. They can accomplish this mission, but then keep in mind that the definition of destroy in military doctrinal terms is render the enemy incapable of accomplishing his mission without reconstitution. So whatever it is that follows has to ensure that this cannot be reconstituted. Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad will try to come back so that whatever it is that takes over from the Israelis, and they have to determine that urgently. Ehud Barak was absolutely right on that. Uh, but they're not going to just do humanitarian assistance and reconstruction. They're going to have to count, conduct a counterinsurgency campaign to keep Hamas and the Islamic Jihad from coming back. When you did the surge, one of the things that seemed to me so successful in that post-operation was you brokered a reconciliation yes. between the Sunnis and the Shias politically. Yes. So, I mean, do you need some kind of political vision? Very much so. There has to be a vision for the people in Gaza, for the Palestinians, that distinguishes very clearly. The war is not on them. It's actually to make their lives better. If they will reject Hamas, their life will be better. By the way, the same for the, those in the West Bank. Uh, there has to be that. And again, what we did is we said to the Sunnis, if you'll break with al-Qaeda in Iraq, support us first and then the government. And then later, the same with the uh, Iranian-supported Shia militia, let's strip you away. And of course, we defeated then the, the other elements, the, the militia that remained, and also al-Qaeda in Iraq and the Sunni insurgent groups. So that, that vision is crucial. Uh, and again, I think Ehud Barak had that exactly right as well. A quick thought on uh, Hezbollah before I go to you. Do you think Hezbollah will launch a serious uh, attack from the north? I don't think they want to do that, but the pressure will grow as the damage and destruction inevitably. There are going to be civilian casualties. Urban combat is fiendishly difficult, and I can't imagine a, co a context that is more difficult than this one hundreds of miles of tunnels, uh, suicide bombers, uh, enemy that doesn't wear uniforms, uses human shields, uh, civilians, and of course the over 200 hostages that are still there. Uh, so that's going to be very, very challenging uh, for them. And, and again, you have to have this vision that's going to try to separate the people from Hamas, uh, again, also in the West Bank as well. Hezbollah, though, got hammered in 2006, much worse than we realized at the time. We reassessed it several occasions. They'll do the occasional attacks and all the rest of that. I don't think they want to launch all 150,000 rockets, which would be devastating for Israel, but then would be even more devastating for Hezbollah, and they know that.
and so can I just yeah. add that yeah. operationally, of course, it's also very good for Israel uh, to be able to promise the Palestinian Arabs that they will be able to go back to Gaza because then you could physically also separate them from the uh, Hamas that uh, you're trying to fight in Gaza City. Lots in history that, that bears that out. Uh, historically, um, you talk about Malaysia as being one of the great successes of counterinsurgency. What do you draw as the key lesson to succeeding in a counterinsurgency? Well, the way that Malaysia worked is that they were able to offer the people independence. Uh, Malaysia became independent in 1957, and that was immensely important in winning what was said at the time to be the hearts and minds. That um, phrase was coined that in that was the campaign. phrase, yes, yeah. exactly. And that mat they matter, and yeah. they matter here as well. And Sir Gerald Templer... Um, coined that phrase and, uh, and it worked. And it wasn't just in Malaysia, it also worked in the Oman campaign where they were able to offer progress, actual physical, uh, uh, educational, um, agricultural, medical progress. And that's also something that obviously uh, could be an important part to play here.